This is CHUO 89.1 FM. Welcome to this week's episode of The Mosaic. We're going to take a look at what's going on in Ottawa through in-depth discussion. Whether it's social justice or music and art, we're covering it all to highlight the voices of our diverse community. Today, an interview with local artist Single Black. We'll talk about music, dance, and the messages behind it. Then heading into the holiday season, we talk about this year's festivities. We hear from the chair of the Help Santa Toy Parade about the event. And finally, we'll hear a review of a 2002 Palestinian film documenting the oppression of Palestinians. Stick around. I'm Lauren Rolston. We've got all that and more coming up on The Mosaic. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are with a wonderful person, a wonderful artist that I want you to hear and listen. So I want you to present yourself and tell us who you are and what you do in life. First, I'm going to say hi to everyone listening. I hope you guys are good. My name is Single Black, or that's what people call me. I'm 21, and I'm an artist and a dancer to start with. I, um, I've been singing all my life, and I started dancing about two years ago. I like to make people happy, and um, I've found that people like to see me dance and sing like because it's not common, so... I like to make people happy in my own way, which is singing and dancing. That's awesome, man. And um, so you said you dance, you sing. When did you start all this? When did you start dancing and especially singing? Singing. Been singing all my life. <laughs> uh, since I could remember, I think I was like about four when I knew that I could sing. And I told my mom I wanted to be a singer. But yeah, as a kid, she was like, you don't know what you're talking about. And but here I am. She still says I don't know what I'm talking about, but... <laughs> as usual, you know, man, as usual. <laughs> but I'm still here. Yeah. I, start, I wrote my first song when I was 14, 10 years after I started singing. And I've been writing songs and singing ever since. I started dancing two years ago because um, I, I liked to move my body, but I didn't know how to. So this one time I was dancing, but I was doing absolutely rubbish. And my best friend just started laughing at me and it hurt me so bad that I told her that I'm going to learn how to dance and I'm going to beat you. Now, I don't know about the beat you part, but the dance part, uh, seems like seems like we got that one in the bag. Ah, so we got that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, so through your music, do you have a message? And if you do have a message, what's, what's that message? Um, my major message in my music is choice because... God gave all of us choice. I feel like everyone always has a choice. There's always a choice. Like so yeah, that's gonna that's always gonna be my first message. Do you know that you're an individual and know how your actions affect others, but just know that it's always a choice. I totally agree with you, man. I totally agree with you. Who or or what is your inspiration? God always has been, always will be. He has a way of um, touching a human's heart, you know, the father and uh, the child, you know. He's, he's our father, so there's no other person, you know. The creation must always go back to the creator. True. So, uh, let's imagine this. In five years, where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, I actually don't know where I see myself tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, ha- if you do have to see yourself in five years... If I do, I see myself. I see myself helping people get back to Christ because 
it is the um he's the only way he said it in his word and well from what i know his word has never lied to me so i know that he's the way and um i'm tired of leading people away from him so i'm on the path of leading people to him so like you trust him 100%. Oh, 100%. 100%. I could fall off a cliff and know that God is going to catch me. Let's go. Let's go. So, for your music, what's your taste of music? What's your kind of music that you want to perform or you listen to and all that? Mm, in terms of performances, yeah. um my strongest would be R&B followed by Afro, like any almost anything Afro, Afro fusion, be it Afro the beats. Afro Afro soul like all of that I I'm learning how to rap. I do sing rap though. I do a lot of things. But for my listening, I listen to a whole lot of music. Like some of them I actually don't even know the genre. But I listen to them, I move to them, I sing with them cuz it's my form of learning. So yeah. I enjoy doing it. Awesome. So I have one question in my mind and I want to ask you this question. Okay? Can you please give us a little taste, a little you know a little something about your voice about about your your talent i want to hear mm. that we want to hear that okay <clears throat> <laughs> always a shy person <laughs> it's been on my mind to tell you what i'm feeling cuz love is hard to find the sand is quick i'm sinking I want to know oh if I'm in control oh oh god don't tell me no god don't tell me no I got a void hey that I can't avoid no cuz it's in my brain mm it drives me insane mm Just like flowers in the garden I'm on the wings of love my darling I'm gonna ask you once I'm gonna ask you once Would you like to take a ride with me on the wings of love Woo <laughs> That's crazy man that's crazy I <laughs> Thank you sir I don't know what to say. I'm just I'm just in my feelings right now. That, that's crazy. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for everything. Thank you for your answers. One question. I, I want to ask you this. Okay. If I'm going to grab the 5-year-old Francis, okay, and put it right beside you, do you have an advice to give him? Be honest right now. Do everything, everyone. Start now. I'll tell them to start now because a lot of things that I wasn't honest about have I tell them to be honest. That's the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you again for everything. I wish you all the best, all the luck in five years. Thank you. Five so years. <laughs> That was CHO Zachary Malky interviewing local artist Single Black. As we reach the end of November, the holidays draw nearer. The city is blooming with craft markets, holiday fairs, and parades. Last weekend saw the 54th annual Help Santa Toy Parade organized by city firefighters to help out struggling families. 
So it's people helping people locally. I mean, the need is high. Last year, we saw a huge increase in need just post-COVID. I think people are getting back on their feet, lots going on. And then uh, I think that coupled with the current crunch on housing, interest rates, you know, people are feeling prices. That's Cameron Taylor. He's a firefighter and chair of this year's Help Santa Toy Parade. I grew up going to parades when I was young. Uh, my dad was also in the fire service here in Ottawa. So I grew up going to the one in Orleans uh, and I had been also to the one downtown a few times. In Ottawa's oldest parade, the firefighters collect new toys and donations to distribute to less fortunate children in Ottawa Carleton. Anything that people can give is extraordinary because you know we're gonna have more people in need and less people in a position to give. The parade saw 60 floats from local organizations, businesses, and nonprofits. They ranged from 53-foot trailers to single vehicles and walkers. The parade also saw mascots, pipe and brass bands, and fire trucks. Of course, we'll have our toy wagon. You know, the whole point of the parade is to collect toys and money for Toy Mountains. So we'll be collecting toys on the parade route. We have our huge, big toy wagon pulled by a fire truck that uh, we're trying to fill. I mean, last year we stepped off for the parade and I don't know if you know, but there's a, a hill that runs, it's, it's slightly downhill from City Hall down Laurier to Bank Street. And at the bottom, when we got to Bank Street, I was able to uh, look back up the hill and see most of the parade coming behind me. And uh, it's very emotional, it's exciting. This year involved hundreds of volunteers and supportive sponsors. I spoke with Taylor before the parade when he'd picked up 5,000 candy canes to hand out. Firefighters have an established history with toy distribution. In the 60s, they'd repair damaged toys in their spare time to give them back to the community. Cameron says it's now morphed into the toy parade we see today. Operations at Toy Mountain run until December 24th. Cameron says there's a lineup every day outside the headquarters for families looking to bring a bag home for their kids. It really uh, makes a huge difference. Donations of newly bought toys can be made at Bayshore, Carlingwood, and St. Laurent shopping malls. A truce between Israel and Hamas is set to begin early tomorrow. Thirteen captives held by Hamas will be released later that day, according to Qatar. The four-day truce will see humanitarian aid entering Gaza, quote, as soon as possible. Palestinians will be released from Israeli prisons, and Israel will stop its hostilities in Gaza. The pause comes after a month of bombardments and indiscriminate killing of thousands. The massive death toll and lack of humanitarian aid seen in Gaza prompts a larger conversation of Palestinian occupation. Bushra Benhamed has a film review for us about a documentary called Janine Janine that touches on that. As we surpass 40 days of ongoing violence in Palestine, it would have been remiss to review just any other film as the world around us crumbles. This week's film review is about Mohamed Bekri's 2002 documentary, Janine Janine. The documentary takes place in the Janine refugee camp after it was invaded by the Israeli Defense Forces, or the IDF. The camp was sealed off, including denying entry to a United Nations fact-finding mission, leading many to believe that a massacre had taken place and was being covered up. Mohamed Bekri and his film crew snuck into the camp in an attempt to ask the people living there what had happened to give a voice to the Palestinians that otherwise wouldn't have reached the rest of the world. The documentary opens with a dedication to one of the producers who had been killed by Israeli forces following the completion of filming. It then shows a man, presumably deaf, recounting the events of the massacre in sign language to the viewers. This, along with multiple testimonies from Palestinians, is what makes up this documentary. 
And while it is mainly anecdotal, all of the stories being told are supported by evidence in the form of rubble surrounding those telling them, by the physical injuries of those telling them, as well as shots of Israeli tanks crushing civilians as the film is being made. The filmmakers display the fact that any and all forms of degradation and violence are being used by the Israeli state against the people of Palestine. We hear of and see Palestinian men and women being humiliated, being forced to undress at the will of the Israeli soldiers. We see doctors building makeshift graves for their dead in an attempt to give them dignity, even if the method with which they were killed was outright atrocious. This is a deeply emotional documentary. The citizens of the camp express their deep desire for autonomy and dignity, for the ability to breathe and have it say what happens on their land. They express that this is only attainable through liberation and that they will not leave their homes under any circumstances. They illustrate that the Israeli state has done more than just destroy the buildings they lived in and the trees they ate from and the land they live and breathe on. They have effectively attempted to eradicate the Palestinian people from existence, both physically and by snuffing out any hopes and dreams they had within them. Despite all of this, we hear in the voices and the stories being told by the Palestinian people that they will not let this oppression crush their spirits or drive them away from their land. That, in spite of all of this destruction and pain, they will rise up and rebuild what was lost. They display unwavering bravery in the face of persecution and an unshakable hope for the future of their land and their people. Janine Janine is available for free on YouTube. That was Bushra Ben-Hamed on the 2002 film Janine Janine. And that's it for this week's episode of The Mosaic. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can listen to this episode and previous ones on chuo.fm. Music for The Mosaic is by Halizna. I'm Lauren Rolston, and we'll see you next week.